Lemon Pepper Parlay is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet, you get with Caesar's Rewards. Must be 21 or older. Welcome into the Lemon Pepper Parlay Podcast. I'm Martin Weiss, joined here with my co-host Will Blackman. Off a winning week, both of us hit our uh, our Lemon Pepper Parlays over four to one odds. Congratulations to you, sir, and congratulations to me. <laughs> you should have seen. I was I was freaking out with that Buffalo game, the Minnesota game, because I'm like, man, this is close, and then that touchdown. Oh well, man, dude! Between that and uh, you know, I saw you Saturday night in a three-piece suit calling San Jose State. I, don't, I can't find the opponent, but I saw the San Jose State. I saw you were very draft. So that was yeah. obviously the game of the year prior to Bills Vikings. <laughs> it was San Diego State, San Jose State. It was it was uh, a route. I, I thought San Jose State was going to hold it down, and San Diego State just just ran away with it, man. Uh, so it was fun. I I enjoy calling those games. That's like. A dream of mine is to do that, to call an NFL game one day. That's that's uh, that's on top of the list. You know what? I fully support that. We need more non-quarterbacks calling. We need football. more non-quarterbacks. We- that's that's the move. Any any network I, I have spoken to, they were like, you know, they, they want a quarterback. It's, it's a preference. It doesn't matter who it is. They want a quarterback. Like, like ESPN just hired Brock Osweiler. Why? Because he's a quarterback. He was too tall to even be good at quarterback. <laughs> Because he's a quarterback. Yeah, but you know what I mean? And, and, you know, no shade to the – I saw Dan Arvlowski kind of get it out the mud, right? He was on the timeline with his and then got hired up into it. Yeah, he but did no. his work. Exactly. But, you know, for my, for my money, one of the best color commentators in the last few years was Akeem Tlaib. Now, obviously, he's not in the game anymore due to all types of different stuff going on, but – when he was in the when he was in the booth, I was I was like that. I was charged up for that. Like I loved it. I love seeing Akeem up there. And Will Blackman, I hope to see you up there. I appreciate it, man. So you That's know nice what I did you. see. I, you, I like you starting off on a good on a good note today. Well, you know I what I thought about it. I did see you all FS one this week too. You're well, all over the place. I was listen. They they summon the kid. You know when you when you start. Uh, when they see you working, man, they 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 appreciate that. So even when I was on the herd with Colin, he said he appreciates like like my hustle. So just keep going, okay. man. Listen, listen, listen. The more I win, the more we win. I hey, you know I, what I'm you saying? See I'm not over here. T- you see, I could have came at this in a whole different vibe. Wow, Will, you just gonna go on uh, call college football games without me? You just gonna go on FS1 and not even mention the lemon pepper? I not did none of that. I gave you your flowers. Look, the the you more listen, it, I, I do it for us. I'm the ultimate team player. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about uh, the guy who's the ultimate team player? I think <laughs> Justin Jefferson saved Kirk Cousins from how many interceptions? Definitely one in the Vikings and Bills game. But that catch, I, everybody says it was a great catch. Was, don't get me wrong, was a great catch. Absolutely. But to me, it almost was like more of a great interception. Because the defensive back had two hands on the ball, and Justin Jefferson like took it from him in a way that you rarely see wide receivers doing. I thought I was like that. If anything else deserves a, a I don't know, another gold star or Look, green. Check I'm gonna be that guy grading these these catches. I'm gonna be that guy. Be it then. So he went up. He touched the football with two hands. He never had the football. He touched the football, and then it's 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 more difficult to pull the football 
up and away. Justin Jefferson had the point of the football. So, you know what? Hold on. You know, <laughs> let me get one of these prize possessions here. <laughs> there you go. Get that go. So if I'm, if, I'm, look, if I'm here, which one is this from? Oh, this is Dallas. So if I'm here, if I got it here, it's hard to pull the football up versus if I got it like this, huh? Snatch it down. So you're saying you are you saying that if you would have caught it, if you were the defensive back, you would have if you got two hands on it, you would have. If I was a defensive back, it. I probably wouldn't have grabbed it either. Because Justin got his hand, he got his whole, he ripped it down. I'm not saying it wasn't great. I'm saying like, but everyone's like, oh, he had two hands on it. He should have intercepted. It's like, no, nah, dude, you know, and plus he uh gosh, what was his name? The defensive back was upset that he he's like, Oh, I gotta knock it down. It's like, no, you gotta pick it off. Yeah, I think that's the the Laurel. You knock it down right into Justin Jefferson's chest. I think. Or I mean, he thought grabbing, he huh? he thought it was overthrown. Everyone thought it was overthrown. So yeah, right there in your hands, boom. Well, first of no all, one told it was overthrown. To, right? No one told him to overthrown. knock it down. It was overthrown. <laughs> no one told him to knock it down. But well, watching that game was just complete and total madness. From the Diggs catching the third quarter to to the Jefferson catching the fourth quarter, with two minutes left. To Kirk Cousins falling down on the end line, to to Josh Allen fumbling in his end zone, to then throwing the it was like, this what a crazy were your, game. like? Do you have any? Is there anything that you can take away from that game? Like besides, I don't know, maybe the Bills struggling close ones, like and the Vikings seemingly have not so far. Yeah, or the, is the, it just, the one thing I can take away from it is okay. Despite whatever, number one, Kirk. I mean, and regardless if they were overthrown or what have you, he threw it to the right person. He did. If you're gonna throw some, if you're gonna take a chance, throw it to Jet to Jettis. Throw it to him if, you, if you're gonna take a chance. Um, I will say I like I like the fact that you have a veteran defense like Pat P came through. You know, like I think I think so. that was really cool and and good to see him still competing. You know, at that because people they don't look at Pat P like he used to be, but he's making key plays when they need to. So that's really cool. Obviously Dalvin cook running the rock is really good. So I think right now, Minnesota is playing ultimate team football, like at every single category, they are doing awesome. And then when it comes to Buffalo, I mean, Josh Allen just got to stop giving the ball away. I mean, he's leading the league in interceptions. Like that's, that's Buffalo's sole problem. It's it's him. That's it. I mean, nothing else. Just, just stop throwing the ball away uh, to the other team. So for me, it felt like a a true, and I know the different conferences, but I was this was a real playoff atmosphere type of game. Like that's what it felt like, because yeah. um, every little thing mattered, and and every every time something happened, you couldn't believe it. From the catch, from the Kirk not getting in to Josh Allen fumbling to you know Pat P picking it off in overtime, like it was just it was that kind of game. So it it was cool, it was exciting. So what I took away is you know Minnesota is is for real, and Buffalo is a good team, and and they can hurt themselves because they could have won that game. Yeah, and I, part of me wonders, and you know, you see Brian Dayball 
now running the Giants, uh, and he's obviously they've had incredible success this year. No one really had them slated to look like they do right now. No, one. and you look at the Bills, who you know six and three. They're not all is not lost in Buffalo, but they are uh, you know third place in their own division right now. And Josh Allen with the UCL. Uh, part of me wonders, you think they missed Dayball calling some of those plays? Because you saw a lot more, I feel like, design Josh Allen runs before. And I feel like, you know, a lot of that kind of helped mitigate some of his throwing the ball away because first years of Josh Allen, we were used to this. Yeah, I think um, I think what we do miss, and again, again, I don't know. I don't know the relationship with Ken Dorsey and Josh Allen. But I will say this, um, probably do miss Dayball uh, challenging Josh Allen to not make as many mistakes as he had earlier. You know, it's almost like, you know, when, when big man leaves the house, you kind of like, well, I'm, I'm going to take over and kind of do what I can do to try to, you know, make all these crazy plays. Because I'm looking last year, I mean, within the first, you know, nine weeks, I think he only had, you know, one, two, three you know, six interceptions, seven interceptions, the first like nine weeks. Um, you know, he had one game where he threw, you know, two picks. That was that, again, bad loss to Jacksonville last year, that nine yeah. to six game, right? Again, you know, Josh giving the ball away. So, yeah, I just, I, I don't know the relationship, but I think having not having Coach Dabal was big on like challenging Josh to like not make, because if you had him this year, I think, I mean, Josh has been lights out, has been outstanding, but I think if he had him this year, he would have been even, even more scary. Well, and to your point about keeping guys accountable, you've seen Brian Dayball on the sidelines and in press conferences talking right. to, you know, hey, you know, we just need to be better. Like you saw him dog out Daniel Jones. Straight up. And uh, Daniel Jones responded because he knew where he it came there, from. Yeah. Right. It comes from a good place. It comes from a place. It, my dad used to tell me, it's, uh, it's when the coach is quiet to you, that's when you got to be worried. But when the coach is, is yelling at you or fussing at you, it's because he thinks you can do better. If but you, see, if but see where it coming from, though. Because yeah. coach, coach can fuss at you because he don't like you. See, and that's, <laughs> that's, yeah, that is something there. But like the idea that this, the idea that look, he said, uh, you know, if they don't think you can do it, they're not going to waste their energy. They're not going to waste their energy. Absolutely. You know, what I'm saying, telling you to be better. They're gonna, you know, they'll tell you, hey, you know what? Way to keep showing up to work on time. Way to keep practicing hard. You know what I mean? Yep. So those are the type of things. So I, I, I see that point in in Brian Dayball and how he could be. Because I think that was Josh Allen's biggest problem his first two years in the league was turnovers, right? Then he stops turning the ball over, and all of a sudden, the sky's the limit. He's turning the ball back over again. And I think that I think that's a, a prescient point right there. Um, but speaking of Dayball, you know, the Giants, they just keep on ticking. The Jets, they're 6-3. Do you think that and, and second place in the AFC in the AFC East, by the way, after the beating Buffalo. Do you think that either one of these teams right now has a legitimate shot to to win a playoff game? I think I think they they do have a chance because this team, both teams are thriving off off of momentum. Both teams are relatively healthy for the most part. And I feel like because of the momentum, if either one of these teams got into the tournament, there's a chance that they could, you know, they could get a game. 
Because once you go in there, it's, it's it's new life. Once you go in there, once you're once you're in the playoffs, now you feel like, like yo, like all right, like we gotta. Now we're in it. It's it's fair game now. You know, now we can possibly win this thing. So, I remember, you know, when we got in in 2011, we got in nine and seven with the Giants, and it was like uh, we're in. <laughs> you know, right. at one point we were, you know, we were six and six. And then we end up, we we dropped the game to Green Bay. We end up beating Dallas in Dallas. Uh, we blocked a field goal, I think it was, to win that game. And then we had a just, a, and now it, it was in our hands. Then we had a nasty loss to Washington. That was just ugly. And then we ended up beating the Jets. And then we end up smacking the Cowboys to actually win the division. And because we won the division in 97, we got in. And I felt like once we got in, we were just like, oh, like, like it's on. Like now, yeah. now, now we're going to like make the, we, we found out we were playing Atlanta and we were just like, all right, we're about to light them up. We beat them 24 to two. Um, then we, we, we were ready to go back to Green Bay to get revenge there. And I think that was their 15 to one season. We got, we know it's funny. San Fran played, played New Orleans in the playoff game. That's yeah. what everyone was getting knocked out. We did not want to go to New Orleans. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> as confident as we were, we did not. We went there early this year, and Drew Brees did not miss. Didn't I mean they beat us? They put forty nine on us. Drew Brees did not miss. And we went to San Fran. That was a tough game in itself. So just to get my point is just to get in that you you get new life and you get new hope. I'm sure that's how Cincinnati felt last year. Like once they got in, right? They were like, hey man, it's it's fair game. Well, you you just talked about Drew Brees, right? Well. His punter for quite some time was Thomas Morstead. And I don't remember ever seeing Thomas Morstead after a game in which the Who That Nation hung, you know, 40, taking uh, Instagram posts from the bench, talking about taking a nap during the game. <laughs> this Miami Dolphins offense is uh, is uh, it's incredible. It's pretty it's, incredible. This it far. is. I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to go off script a little bit. Go for it. We're, we don't have a script. <laughs> What what um where is Tua on your MVP voting right now? So Mahomes is number one, and that he's established as number one. And I would have Tua in my second tier, probably second tier or second place. I'd have him see Mahomes is Number one, tier one. Like it's his, his to lose. It's his to lose right yes. now. Yes. Like he's the MVP. That's today. what I feel. I agree with that. I think that Tua, if you have Tua in your top three, I can't really argue with you. Same. I don't hate it. If you have Tua out of your top five, I think you're probably hating. But I could understand. I could I can understand, but at a certain point in time, this is still a stats award. Like, you know, and then uh, if you want to point it in the, the correlator for that was, you know, well, it's really Tyreek Hill that's doing all this. Well, all right, well, then Tua just goes out and throws touchdowns to Trent Shurfield now. And doesn't ball. lose. Tyreek Hill has 44 yards and doesn't lose. So then, all right, well, that that kind of deflates that that argument right there. So uh, I, I, I'd add, I put two in, I put two a. He's my second right now, second in my MVP. It's right like now. I feel like him and Hurts keep flip flopping number two. See, the thing with Hurts is <laughs> I almost give to a little bit of a boost because all those other players were there except for the quarterback in the game that he didn't finish. 
That's true. Well, the thing too is like Hertz is he he's not, I don't think he's top 10 in anything. Yeah. In terms except of stats. For wins. <laughs> except, no, except for wins. But you can you can make the argument, okay, do do they do they win those games without Jalen Hurts? Um, it's possible, but probably not. I mean, it's possible because because Philly has, I think they have probably the the best like well constructed team. Yeah, across the board, you know. Um, but do they win those games without Darius? Like, you know, do they win those games without AJ Brown? You know what I mean? See, so, I thought this year was the year more than any year to consider a non quarterback MVP. Like, yeah, until Mahomes yeah. got mad. Yeah, but like, uh, you know, if you wanted to tell me that, well, before the Cowboys decided, hey, let's put the best edge rusher in football playing linebacker you know what i'm saying i, I would have found a i would have tried to find a linebacker to go play linebacker and mark parsons you're really good at bending the edge you keep doing that my friend but i thought he had a, a shot i mean if you look at it the cowboys offensively have not been great backup quarterback no issue why it's because of the defense and he's the best player on it but uh ultimately yeah, micah and tyreek hill definitely yeah. should be well obviously micah different now but tyreek for sure um should be considered but yeah i have two at, at two just simply because he has been just just phenomenal uh like guys who have right now he's leading the nfl in qbr and guys who have led in qbr and have won you mean aaron Rodgers done it twice um peyton manning has done it uh lamar jackson he was above i think 110 qbr he didn't lead the league but he was above 110 he won it sure. montana steve young like all these guys were 110 and above qbr and He's, I mean, he's averaging nine yards a pass. Like, that's that's nuts. <laughs> so, I mean, ultimately, though, it depends. Because, like you said, there's already this stigma against him in general, right? Which, right. whether or not it's, it's probably unfair the amount of... He's one of those polarizing type of people. People either love them or hate them. You can't have a waffling opinion on Tua. Like, I personally think Tua is a fine quarterback. Right. Like you think he's fine. I think he's great. No, I think he's think he's terrible. No, I think he's fine. He's great. Yeah, he's he's good enough. He'll fine get because the job what done. though? Well, he's, he's, more, he's, he's more than get the job done. No, I'm saying he's getting the job done. Like but yes, but, no, no. That's bro, all right, Cooper, so like, Cooper Rush no. Cooper Rush got the job done. No, 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 no. Cooper Rush didn't get the job Cooper done. Rush got Cooper Rush got the job done. No, 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 he no, got no, the no. job. Cooper no. Rush got you the job. You play Cooper. Done. No, 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 no. Look, this is what I'm saying. Tua is doing more than getting the job done. If you put a quarterback out there with Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill and Mike Isecki and the way that they're scheming up these play calls, that's what I'm saying. He's getting the job done. He's getting the ball to those guys and getting them in space and getting them their ability to make things happen, right? Like, am I like, I'll put it like this. I've never seen a two a throw that I was like, ooh, what a throw. Then you then, right? I, then you need to watch film with me. But it's just in the same way, like, I actually, they I saw put, your, they I saw put, your I saw your breakdown of uh, how you watch film on Twitter as well. I'm going to go back and look at that. I didn't have time to before right now. But it's I put it like this. They it put two other quarterbacks the in there. Look, <laughs> and look, and they couldn't get the job done. But like That's with not- Drew Brees, for example, towards the end of his career, there weren't many throws that he was making where you were like, yo, that's a like who Aaron was he Rodgers. Throwing to? But look, Aaron Rodgers, for example, makes made a throw to Jared Cook. That is one of the best throws of NFL history. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, you're not seeing that out of Drew Brees. You're also not seeing that out of the Tua right now. But 
to like you don't have to, you don't need to. And how much does that equate to winning? Like the the like that's what I'm saying. He's getting the job done, obviously. So I don't mean that to be in a disparaging way. Yes, like, you do. There's a ton of guys who wouldn't get to put Kirk Cousins with this team. I'm wondering how accurate he could be and able to get the job done. Kirk Cousins will do really well with this team because Kirk Cousins is an efficient quarterback. Get the job done. This guy here just disrespecting everybody. Why is that disrespectful? What's disrespectful? Backup quarterbacks get the job done. So how how should I better say that I think that he's playing well, but he's not doing anything terribly exceptional? You know what? I mean, he's, he's, not, he's got like if Tua was a father in like the real world, not a football player, but just like an actual nine to five type dad, he comes home. You know what I'm saying? He puts his feet up. He makes a good living. He watches TV. He doesn't make his wife upset. He he dotes on his kids. But you know what he's not doing? He's not like saving cats out of burning trees. He's not, you know, he, he, he didn't start a multi-million dollar company and completely reinvent the way things do. But you know what? He's got a nice pension and everything is okay. They take a two-week vacation every summer. Life is good. His kids will have no problems growing up and going and they're not going to be psychos, sicko. That's how Tua is. That's Tua right there. He's just a regular dad. He's just a cool guy. Good. That's that's Kirk. <laughs> no, that's actually Kirk Cousins, the football player. That's Kirk. That's not, that's not, not too well. He got the job done. He's doing more than getting the job done. He's lights out. All right. You know, here, here's a, a take you'll probably disagree with. The uh, NFL yeah. needs to find the Indianapolis Colts. They need to find them? Big time. Absolutely. For what? Do you see reports? I saw reports that uh, Stefan Gilmore, at least earlier today, said that they knew that Matt Ryan was going to be the starter for, that, you know, pretty much the entire week of preparation. And you're, you're just fine with this? What you mean? No, no, no. See, Will, there's a reason why injury reports and depth chart ex- exists. And it's not for competitive balance. And it's not for, you know, so to try to inform. It's for y'all people. Exactly. It's for us. It is for us. It is for us people who put the bread down on this. So you're telling me that all week I'm thinking I'm betting against the combination of Jeff Saturday and Sam Ellinger because that's, that's where all fault. week that's I was your told fault. who was going that's to be fault. starting. No, it's that not your, my fault. That is your fault. It's not my fault. That I was is your fault. Too. You should have you should have known too. You should have known like soon as Jeff was stepping in, he was going right back to Matt. Nobody was happy what was going on with Sam. They just wanted to see what it looked like with Sam. Like I could have told you without even knowing that Jeff was going right back to Matt. Well, you know what you didn't do? You didn't tell me that Jeff you didn't ask. was you going didn't back ask. to Matt Ryan. You no, no, you didn't say none of that. No, no, you didn't say none of that. Did I take Jeff the Colts Saturday last week? None of that. None of you. Did I take Colts the Colts last week? said none of that, and it's not right. Did I take the Colts last week? I don't know. We didn't do it in our picks. You'd have to look at the graphic. Yes, I did. And you took the Raiders. <laughs> yeah, I took the Raiders because I thought that I was going to be betting against Jeff Saturday oh, and gosh. Sam Ellinger. And because I was betting against Matt Ryan, I deserve A, a refund, and B, the NFL needs to punish this team, which has made a laughing stock in the league Sal. in the last two weeks. You and Sal, you schmucks. You, you all took the Raiders. Oh, I know Megan wasn't. Megan G. I know she wasn't. Um... Yeah, I mean, I could have told you that. That was like, that was that was like pretty obvious. Like, okay, we're going, we're going right back to our guy. 
Well, then if it's that obvious, then is that, is that much worse? Is that much fired. worse? I think you're going to say they, get, they should get fined for hiring Saturday. And it's like, no. No, I mean, hey, look, there's not. That's something that I feel like we can address in the offseason because, like, yeah, there's no rules about. I think that we should just make sure that interim coaches have to come from enter the building. You know what I'm saying? Like inside the building. Like it that, is from inside the go. building. Uh, all right. Two years as a consultant. That is confirmed. Neil was confirmed. Friday afternoon, confirmed. he was in Bristol, Connecticut. That's that fine. was what was confirmed. That's fine. But he was Our, still at the, he at was the New York City. He was there. He was there all summer. Shoot, he was there all summer. He was there all summer in training camp. They know who he is. He's he was around. wearing makeup, Will Blackman. He was wearing makeup. Not just that's it's like confirmed. Him you, you know what? what? You, when you I, know what? I say I, I listen, what it is. when I say I it's what it is, this is what it is. This is why I say confirmed Jeff Saturday. This is what it is. Because now, as you're getting into your, you're out there with Colin Cowherd and Joy Taylor. You think I'm trying to get head coaching job? Acho, you think I'm trying to get a head coaching job? Right there. Let me see. Think, who's who's back there? What's one of these helmets? You think you I'm trying to get a head coaching job? Yeah, I'm just saying. You know, Ron Rivera. You might if a team, if soon. a team called, if a team called me, I can go coach right now. Being I, a head I'm coach sure. is not as crazy as people make it seem. Well, you calling know, plays is a different story. Calling plays and preparing to call games is different. See me, I would hire the right people. That's where people get messed up. They, all these, a lot of these coaches that get hired and don't do well is because they hire their homeboys. They don't go out there and, and speaking of and talk about like there were all these coaches working hard, doing this and that and the third. Like you know, they're they're busting their tail, they're sacrificing their time for their families. This is true. But there are a lot of coaches that get a job and they take care to take care. They call their homeboys, you know, old Jerry, who ain't, who's been who has been coaching in like 10 years. But he used to be the man back in 87. Hey, man, I remember we used to coach that old line. Come on, Jerry. Let me give you an opportunity. Are you talking about Jerry Glanville? No, no I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah, please be joking. <laughs> no, I, just, I, just, I was thinking of a name. No, I'm just um, messing around. Yeah, no, even, but... even, and, it, and, it is, and it is about who you know. But I think to your point, though, I think I do think that there is. And I don't think that Jeff Saturday is the answer or the the rationale behind it. But when you see the more tenured head coaches in this league, Tomlin, Harbaugh and Belichick, to an extent, not so much. And he runs the defense, but, you know, he's Coughlin. a defensive coordinator. Coughlin, but, but those guys, they have defensive coordinators. They have offensive coordinators, yes. and they let their defensive coordinators do their yes. job. They let their offensive coordinators and the yes. special teams coordinators all do their job. P. Carroll, all, but boom again. But with the level of monitor, like if like when I watch the Green Bay Packers, it feels like Matt Lafleur couldn't give a damn about the defense and the special teams. About what like, Joe Barry's doing. Yeah, Joe. like it looks like it looks like he couldn't care less about like. Like it'll be it'll be third and three. He's over there talking to Aaron Rodgers on the bench. I'm like, man, like we're like, like this should be somebody else's job. You're kind of in charge of the whole show, and so I do wonder as you see the dichotomy between Jeff Saturday and your boy Josh McDaniels, who's in embarrassment at this point right now. You're losing the guys who never even walked in the door before. Like, I, part of me thinks maybe the hands off head coach is a better look. But you, but you, but you hear the same thing from every former player. Well, most former players. Can you lead men? Period. Sure. Period. Like, can you can you lead a group of guys? You know, I I, keep, I always mention this when it comes to hiring uh, a head coach. When Sean McVay was hired by the Rams, he he pulled one of the 
best moves ever. He hired Wade Phillips. Yeah. Why? Because because of that, because of that head coaching experience that he has, because Sean McVay was hired to run the offense, to call plays, and then also to learn how to establish a culture. So he hires, you know, Wade Phillips. He hires uh, Joe Barry as an assistant. He hires a, he hires a bunch of these former coordinators and head coaches on his staff to to help with that part. Because I mean, who uh, who's gonna who's gonna manage you know that kind of a that kind of a defense? You know what I'm saying? Well, all those alpha males on there. You need someone like that. And Sean McVay actually finally learned how to do that. Therefore he was able to make it happen when all those coaches departed. And so that's a, that's a big deal. Like, can you truly forget the X's and O's? Can you lead men? Can you, can you show these guys you have their best interests that whatever, whatever you feeling like it is to help these guys when you're willing to coach and willing to hold them accountable, you will to teach them, not just players, but coaches as well too. And that is a skill that so many people lack. And so when you're in a situation like, like Indianapolis, the the Colts, it's like, all right, right now, all cultures messed up. We need, we need, who can I, who can I trust to go ahead and lead these men? Sure. Gus Bradley has experience doing it, but Gus Bradley is a coordinator now. Sure. John Fox has experience doing it, but John Fox is not a head coach anymore. He's an assistant as well. These guys are assistants because their last tenure or whatever, it didn't go as planned. So the person that they trust who, because here's my other issue too, before I mentioned Jeff Saturday, to play, I feel like playing 10 plus years is, is not appreciated as if like, like we're not sacrificing our time. Like we're not in those meetings. Like we're not on the field. Like we're not away from every our families. Like we're not doing this, like putting the time. I get it if you went and found like a college, I mean, not even a college coach, but somebody, I don't know, whoever it was. But Jeff Saturday played 15 plus years at a high level with Coach Dungey, with Coach Caldwell, with Peyton Manning. Like he, he has seen everything exactly what it looks like. And he was captain of the team. Like all those things are of value. Like when I, when I coach these, you know, college or high school pro kids and they're like, man, if they like, Hey, you know, you charge a premium. It's like, you're getting 30 years of what I did. (laughs) I played football my whole life. You're I did all that. I had all these 10 surgeries. I went through all this. I had these concussions so I can give you my experience. That's what I went through. And so I feel like, I feel like if you play 10 plus years in the NFL, that should be a good enough resume, not to not to say be a head coach, but to at least be considered for a coaching position. Because what happens is I know a lot of guys that want to go into coaching and they got it, they have to get put right in like quality control. Now, if there if there are no other positions, they just want to get you in the building. I get that. See, I think that's the beef right there. I think that, you know, without going and running down the coaching staffs of, of NFL rosters, I think you would run into at least half of the guys on the roster have played in the NFL before, or at least, or at least played college football at, the, at, a, at a level. Right. And I agree with you in that, like playing 10, 15 years in the NFL, you, you can't play that long and not pick it up. Right. And not, For and sure. Not, not And not pick and, it up. Right. And not know the rhythm of what happens every Tuesday and what happens every Sunday and what happens like what what Thursday is supposed to feel like. Because I'll right? tell like, you what, I'll tell you what, when I was in Washington, when I I left the building like three out of three out of the five nights at like 11 o'clock or I was there. 
I will go down the hall, you know, to grab a, a juice or a soda or a water. And I was, I would pop my head in and I would see the, the defense meeting. Oh, I was there. Or I was right across the hall with Sean McVay studying. Oh, he was there. I was there too. Like, I'm not saying all guys who have played 10 plus years are like that, but you have a certain group of guys that were like that. But simply because that you played doesn't necessarily mean that you can still call it. Like, that like, is that is hundred that is hundred percent true. You know, what it I'm doesn't it's mean not, it's not a one to one corollary. It doesn't it's mean like you, you can should call. be more informed, right? Right. Than like me, for example, but it doesn't necessarily. It's causation doesn't. I mean, correlation doesn't equal causation. No, in that, it does. It do, no, you're right. It doesn't mean that you can. But if those guys who have seen you for four, 14, 15 years, ten plus years in that building, if the executives have seen you. They see how you move every day. They see what you're about. I mean, what what's a better evaluation than watching you for 14, 15 years? You know what I'm saying? I understand well, if now it'd be different if like let's say the Raiders end up firing Josh McDaniels and they go say, hire, right. And they I go, was literally about to say no, the Raiders have been watching Josh McDaniels for 10 weeks now. No, I'm saying so if now they, what? <laughs> if, I'm saying if they fired him, which they won't, let's say if, if the Raiders fired him and they hired Jeff Saturday. Then okay, that that would be a big issue because it's like okay, he played, but you know what? Why you go outside and don't go with the actual hiring process? They went inside first of all, it's, and also it's an interim head coach. It's an interim head coach. Fix it, fix the band aid for now, and then we'll go through the hiring process. If they went through the hiring process and then pick Jeff Saturday, then I all right, we got to talk. <laughs> well, I got news for you, pal. Let Jeff Saturday win four games down the Let's stretch. Let's do it. Yes, let him win four games. Let's I hope he does. Another, I hope he does and gets hired full time. Let's see the conversation. Let's see how that conversation goes. Now, did you see uh, Mike McCarthy's Vince Lombardi coat? No. So pre <laughs> pre game, he went out, uh, out on Lambeau Field. And he had this big beige trench coat that you know really looked like Lombardi in Super Bowl one. And then, oh yeah, I see it now. <laughs> I yeah. didn't know Mike had his hair was that white. Man, I didn't know that. Well, you know, he's been coaching in Dallas. It's stressful. You know, he he, he keeps that hat on for a reason, especially seeing as an out there in the NFC East, and there's been rumblings of a quarterback controversy because Dak Prescott has not been playing, as they would say, up to snuff. Man, I'll tell you what. That's <laughs> Mike's a funny dude, man. What the hell's going on out there? <laughs> so I mean, it was I, when I saw it pregame. I was like, dude, this is a this is behavior of a winner. Like, I really hope you win this game because otherwise, this is going to get dragged. Yeah, it's funny. Oh boy. I mean, I mean, good for him. Unfortunately, they didn't get the win, but <laughs> I seen him and Aaron give a nice hug. That was cool. What do you, I mean, we can't do this. I mean, like, we should, it's been years. It's been years since, since this breakup between the two. Like, what, what, what's going on here? Nothing. He, (laughs) um, Aaron probably misses, you know, Mike and, and, and his, his quarterback development. And then Mike probably misses Aaron to have a QB where it's like, all right, let me sit back and let him do his thing. Well, do you think that either one of these uh, jilted lovers 
Like to keep the metaphor going, right? But with well, then now you know McCarthy. Look, they got they got it. Whatever it is, they got it done together. They they share a Super Bowl. They share a special bond. I mean, Mike was part of you know pulling the trigger of like, hey, we're moving on from Favre, and we're going to give Aaron the keys, despite you know picking um, (laughs) Alex Smith over him. But he he helped develop him into what he is. I mean, I can't take that away. He came in, you know, uh, with the, Aaron came in with the high throw from Tedford over at Cal, and then you know went to keeping the gun in the holster like like number four, and went and got it done. So I mean, these these guys, they're I mean, the thing man is like they're adults, man. That's the one thing with dudes is like we're kind of like it is what it is. You know well, what I mean? is Mike McCarthy going to be able to get it done? with the new number four that he's coaching now as the Cowboys sit third in the NFC East. Man, the problem, I mean, the the same problems are going to be what it is. I mean, it's, it's hard. It's hard for an organization to win when the, when the GM has his handprints on everything. That's hard. It's hard. That's, that's micromanaging. It's hard. It's hard when things are micromanaged. That's very difficult. And, I remember I remember watching that all or nothing on 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 Prime and Jerry was in he was in every in every meeting you know it, like he was the one talking not Jason Garrett it was him that yeah. was running the meetings and that's and that's hard you know because every year Dallas is talented but after after games you you don't hear quotes from anybody else there probably are quotes from Dak from McCarthy from Kellen Moore but you hear quotes from Jerry Jones because he's going to say what he wants to say, and and the media is smart. They're going to keep going right to him during the games when Dallas scores a touchdown. They go right to the press box. <laughs> they don't go to the player celebration. They go right to the press box. Only time they went down to the field is when Dion was high stepping or when To did his thing because you knew something was going down. All that is right to the press box, and that's that's that that is what's hard. And it's been twenty six years since Dallas has gotten it done. And they've had really good teams in those 26 years. And so we can sit here and say, oh, Mike McCarthy manager or can Dak do it? Yes. D- D- Dallas does not compete without Dak. They don't. I agree. They don't. Not, not in the least bit. And, you know, he's 61% in terms of uh, career winning percentage. Uh, he's a he's a really good quarterback. And so, you know, that's, that's what it is. So we can say, you know, McCarthy, we can say Dan Quinn, we can say, we need another receiver. We can say, Hey, we need this, that, and a third, you know, Zeke's not healthy, you know, put Micah back at, you know, DN, all these things, but it's, it's really hard when the energy is not look, I'm, y'all need to do this. I'm, I'm going to chill and just pick players to help you guys not, and not do every interview. Well, I think uh, there will be there will be some other attention in Dallas because for my money, I think that's where Odell's going. He's got his list. I would. It's the Giants, the Cowboys, the Chiefs, the 49ers, or the Bills. He cut the Rams and the Packers off after this week, after they uh, you know, essentially uh the bed. So I'm going with uh, I think the, I think he's gonna sign, I think he'll be a cowboy. I think it makes a ton of sense, especially when you see the way the Cowboys have played offensively. No, I think it makes a ton of sense. Just brand wise. Oh, that oh, that's a perfect fit, especially yeah. look. Yeah. He gets signed next week, opening day, Thanksgiving against the Giants. Oh, it's, that's that's it's made for Odell. Yeah, like I would there Dallas is a good team, but brand wise, I mean, dude, you kidding me? You you can't like he would 
he will light it up. It, it will be, you know, it reminds me of not the same caliber, but like when when Andre Risen, he ended up signing with, I think, Green Bay. Actually, Thanksgiving, I think it was. It was around, it was November 24th is when Andre Risen signed with Green Bay and helped him go win a Super Bowl in 96. True story. I played high school basketball against Andre Risen Jr. <laughs> so there you, you go. Got, and you got cooked. That's not true. Yeah, yeah. All right. Before we get into this week's picks, let's take a quick break. Your first bet with Caesars Sportsbook and Casino, it's on Caesars, up to $1,250. Download the app with promo code CAESARFULL, C-Z-R-FULL, and place your first bet. If you win, congratulations. If you don't, you'll get it back as a free bet. That first bet also gives you a 1,000 tier credits and a 1,000 rewards credits, putting you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Free stays, game tickets, experiences, and more. Must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Michigan, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ontario, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming, or Washington, D.C. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Ohio, and Utah, and other states where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you know someone who has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537. Or Maryland, visit mdgamblinghelp.org. Or West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, D.C., Nevada, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Cross Casino. Call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to amazon.com slash ESPN pods. That's amazon.com slash ESPN pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. How dare you say I got cooked? You don't know anything you're talking about. Uh, and let's see if you know anything more about what you're talking about when it comes to picking Send a video. Send a huh? video of you playing I basketball. Was, listen, I was in the... Uh, the exactly. The, no video of you whoa, playing basketball. Whoa, 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 whoa. So whoa. I don't want to hear it. First of all, no, relax. No. It wasn't, it wasn't some high-level crew. We're playing Michigan Division II high school basketball. It was it don't Southfield Lathrop. Don't matter. Footage is footage. It wasn't exactly televised. I I'll played just AAU. Like I didn't play any, you know, I didn't play high school. I played AAU, though. Well, I play, I made the school team. Sorry. 
Did you Tennessee, play? the Packers, and the Titans. The Titans, Titans at the Packers, I should say. The Titans are three-point dogs, which pretty much gives the Packers the home field advantage. Uh, 41 and a half for the total. I think Derrick Henry is going to run all over this Green Bay Packers defense. You're going to run all over? That's that's extreme. I do. I think he'll run all over them. And if Ryan Tannehill can go, I like this that much more because um, Titans have no ability to pass the ball with Malik Willis. And if Ryan Tannehill is upright, he played last week, I don't see any reason why he shouldn't. I know it was only Wednesday, but he should be able to go. I think the Titans cover this three and maybe went out right. Um, I think they cover the three. I think it's going to be a battle of the running backs for sure. Um, he definitely will eclipse 100 yards, but I don't think he's. it's going to be that crazy. But I do see it. Um, I got Tennessee here covering. Not winning, covering. So this line, of all the lines I saw this week, this is a line that made no sense to me. None. Do you know what game I'm about to say? You're gonna say <laughs> you're gonna say Cowboys Vikings. <laughs> That's one that doesn't make sense to me either. It doesn't. <laughs> Go ahead. What's the other one? No, let's stick with that one first. But I like that because it doesn't make sense that the Cowboys will be favored in this game against the Vikings. And I don't know. Maybe I'm taking the bait. Maybe I'm an idiot. But I'm gonna go ahead and bet with Kirk Five Change Cousins and and, and your boy and the Cowboys. Lost to this team last year. I mean, Cowboys beat this team last year with Cooper Rush. I think the Vikings got to have that in the back of their minds. And I think this Vikings team has been playing way better. And they have found a way to win close games. And I see this one being a close one. As we've seen just recently, the Cowboys are not necessarily, uh, you know, one possession game dynamos when it comes to this. And Mike McCarthy's tenure over the team, they've lost a lot of those in, in pretty excruciating fashion. I'm going with the. I'm taking Minnesota here. Yeah, absolutely. I, I saw that, and I'm like, there's no question. Um, Dallas, they got to show me something, especially after that tough loss. And if they think that Aaron Jones is going to do something, wait till they see Dalvin Cook. They better stop the run. Any problems? So, I want to know how the Giants are only three point favorites against the Lions. I just don't <laughs> get it. The Lions have won two games back to back. All right, awesome, great. Two thumbs up for both wins. The Giants have been running. Uh, the Giants have been running the ball down people's throats all year. Like Brian Dayball is a coach of the year candidate. Earlier today, I asked you if you thought the Giants could win a playoff game, and they're getting three. I'm only having a giving three against one of the worst teams in football. Give me the Giants. Yeah, I I, I picked the Giants. I picked the Giants to cover this one uh, for that reason. But I see, but I see why they, they they're doing that with with the uh, with Detroit, just because it's like you just never know they're gonna play hard and they're and they're they're fully equipped now. Like all the guys, all the guys are healthy. And the Lions are just weird. They're just weird, you know. They're just DeAndre they go toe Swift to t- has yeah, played they, like fifteen percent of the snaps in the last few weeks. Apparently healthy, just not. I don't. I can't figure it out. Yeah, they go toe to toe Minnesota. They go toe to toe with Seattle. They get thumped by New England. They get thumped by Dallas, and then they go toe to toe with Miami. You know, they beat Green Bay. They beat Chicago. I mean, that's two division wins right there. So they're feeling pretty good. Yeah, but the thing I think all those teams have in common is a pass rush, and I'm thinking this Giants defense should be able to at least 
confuse Jared Goff enough to where I'll feel like I'm on to I'll definitely feel good being on the right side of this one. Now, the upstart New York Jets, three-point dogs against the New England Patriots, 38 and a half is the total. They just played this game a few weeks ago. Patriots won. Zach Wilson couldn't keep the ball out of bounds instead of being intercepted. And that line was also a three-point line. What do you think happens here? You know what? I like the I like the Jets, man. I think again they just when when this is this this is another opportunity for the Jets going against a division opponent and really trying to like take them out. Despite you know New England not being the favorite, I mean, despite them not being the favorite, it's still New England. They're they're kings of the AFC East, and I think the Jets want to keep proving a point. So I like them. I like the Jets to win outright. Oh no way. I'm That's off fine. of that. I'm That's all off of that. Um, give me the Patriots. I'm with the Patriots and the points. Like, it's, I don't, you know, it's Belichick versus Zach Wilson. Here we That's go again. all I need. Belichick versus the rookie QBs. All the second, all it's not even the rookie QB. All the young you know QBs. What? It's not even the young QB. You know what it is, Will? It's Belichick versus a bad QB. That's what the, that's the trend I'm betting on. Young, inexperienced. I don't want none of that. Just give me Belichick versus a bad quarterback. And I'll take that trend uh, uh, nine times out of ten, especially when uh, that time is, in, is the New York Jets. So, Will, are there any other games on here that you want that jump out to you that you like? You know what jumps out to me is the uh, the Ravens and the Panthers. Okay. Um, that's a that's a big – you know how I feel about the, the double digit spreads. P.J. Walker. Sprained no, his Baker. ankle on yeah, um, on yep. uh, on turf, so we have Baker coming back in, making the start for Steve Wilkes Panthers, who have been lively since uh, firing Matt Rule. They have been lively. That's why that twelve point is kind of a it's a bait, but I think it's going to be a blowout. I think yeah. the Ravens. I think the Ravens cover that that twelve. Did the Ravens cover the twelve? Especially I, now, Roquan, he should be like, you know, comfortable now. In the mix, yeah, yeah, I like that. I tell you, I I just don't know what uh, the numbers are for spreads, double digit spreads, and totals under forty five. But this year, it has felt like an ATM to take the points. That's so what I'm saying. To, no, to take the points with the with the Panthers. I'm saying that's you what I'm saying. To, yeah, I even though I like Baltimore, but that's 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 what I'm saying. That's been tempting because gotcha. I've been ta- I've always been taking the points for the underdog. But you know what it is, Will? This game could easily be, you know, 28 to 10, right? I'm going to change that. I'm going to change my mind. Ravens covering on the under, right? And then all of a sudden, Panthers score a garbage time touchdown to flip it to Panthers covering and the over. That's why I'm going to change my mind. You're taking the Panthers now? I am. I am because also you're going to get a charged up Baker. Is that a, a good charge. thing or a bad thing? Because the a last good time thing. we saw it, Baker Mayfield charged up, he headbutted people without a helmet on. Okay. <laughs> His arm is fresh now. He got a healthy, healthier shoulder. He's gonna come up there charged up. He's the type where it's like he plays he plays with a massive chip, and it's like a good and bad thing. So I like charged up, and you you're right with the garbage time touchdown, kind of like what what um the commanders did the other night. Oh. The really the, the the number one that pops into my head is when the Packers came back and covered against the Bills a couple weeks ago. That was 
that was just gross. But you know what? Let's not do that. Let's go ahead. Let's move forward. Let's take a quick break and give our 11 pepper parlays after that. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, well, we both hit four to one parlays last week. Who you got this week? So I'm going to go all dogs here and I'm going to go a three leg lemon pepper parlay. We're going to go. We got the Colts here uh, playing against the Eagles. I actually had I was hoping this week would have been like I was hoping Philly won last week and this week, Minnesota, I mean, uh, the Colts would have, you know, took away that undefeated streak. But I do like the Colts to cover here. I think they're going to attempt to run the ball as effectively. Um, Eagles end up signing Linfield Joseph, which is, I think, is a a smart signing. Not so much like, oh, he's going to be this big brute force on the defensive line, but he's a smart player. So he'll know where to be. He'll know how to anticipate. He'll know where things are. So he will be helpful despite being 34 years old, which doesn't matter to me. So I like the Colts to cover. I like Arizona um, to cover here versus uh, San Francisco. Probably no Kyler Murray. New war zone drop today. Me and Eddie Spaghetti will be playing it <laughs> later on. So Kyler, I imagine, also will be on that thing. But it looks like Colt McCoy is going to get the start. Okay. Still like the cover here. And then I mentioned the Jets. I like the Jets to cover. Although well, we're both not going to win our lemon pepper parlays this week. Well, I am. Because one leg of mine is obviously yours. I'm taking the New England Patriots. And you're, I'm taking. But yours are no fun. You're, you know you're, what's you're fun? Your lemon, well, lemon pepper parlay sucks. You know what's fun? Winning is fun. Winning is fun. This has the Minnesota Vikings. You think they're having fun right now? You think they care that they're not top 10 in anything, DVOA, whatever? You think Jalen Hurts cares that he's not top 10 in any counting stat? No. You know why? Because combined, their records are 16 and 2. That's when was the, but when was the last parlay you had that one? Last week! Before that. I don't know. Exactly. Week you, 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 no. You have, you haven't been winning. Let's see. I won the week. I, let's see. I won week. Last week was week nine. I hit that. The week before was week eight. Missed that. Week seven, I won that. Week eight. Oh, God. My fade to Bay parlay should have hit. Lions beat Green Bay, and the Rams completely lay down. You know what? I'm done. I don't want to do that anymore. I'm going to go back to my lemon pepper parlay for this week. She so rudely interrupted me. I was saying it was dumb and it was boring. You know what? Just just take this money, okay? 
Take the Patriots minus three and take the Giants minus three. Minus three. Shout out to Eddie Spaghetti and a minus three podcast with Dave Damashek and Eddie Spaghetti. That's my lemon pepper parlay. That's a winner right there, Will. I'm sorry that yours is going to have to be a loser, but that's what you get for backing the New York Jets with no Elijah Vera Tucker, no Brees Hall, and a Zach Wilson involved. All right, guys. If you want to win like 10 bucks, then do that bet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you want to win any money, just make sure you look at Will Blackman's uh, uh, head in the extra points graphic and just pick the opposite logo each time. And you will be guaranteed to come out on top. I'm catching up, guys. Oh, is that so? Oh, yes. We'll, we'll see how you catch up this week. But for now, that's the Lemon Pepper Parlay.